And we're live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 19 of the Let the Kids Arc podcast. You know who I am. It's your host, Elijah Burks. You can find me on Twitter at Legion of Room. And today, we have five other people with us. We'll go around and introduce each other. What's up, everyone? This is Nick Rosado. You can find me on Twitter at Rosado underscore Nick and at Respect All Rise. That's the S and Respect to the Two. You can also find me on Instagram at Nick5Bombers. Hey guys, it's Sam, otherwise known as Hey Sam on Twitter. And follow me there for all my really wonderful sports takes. Hello there, humans. This is No Doubt Detmers. I have a higher defensive run save than Derek Jeter, and so do you. <laughs> Chills. On that note, my name is Maddie. Um, I'm one of the co-hosts over at Basically Baseball. You can find me on Twitter at Kai Hendricks. And you can follow me for spreading Jeter is overrated propaganda. And today we've got a brand new member. Hi, my name is Tony Rohan, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter. And my Yankee fans are happy today. You know why they're happy? I won't. Because, uh, well. They finally re-signed DJ LeMayhew. Let's start with that first. So what do we think of LeMayhew going back to the Yankees? Sorry, Detmers. I know you Bad. wanted him on the Blue Jays. <laughs> Bad. No, I, hey, I, I never said that. I said it's possible. I didn't say it was going to happen, and I didn't really want it to happen. But, you know, it was um, made to be I, a Yankee. Oh. You know, I think this actually played out really nicely for the Yankees. Um, Obviously... LeMahieu's up there in age a little bit. I believe he's he's either 31 or 32. I don't remember. And six years is a long time. But it's a really – it's just an easy contract, you know. And the Yankees are going to keep trying to be competitive for the next few seasons. And obviously with LeMahieu, they can do that. And if push comes to shove and they end up having to eat the contract in the end, it won't put too much of a financial strain on them as a whole. So overall – Good contract for the Yankees. I don't know how they fleece that because I was under the impression that LeMahieu wanted much more money than what he ended up getting. So I just think, like I said, good move for the Yankees. Nice job. Maddie, I think it was a really good contract. However, I think what is the problem is that I feel like there was a lot of rift that arose during like the time between like it was like oh dj and the yankees aren't on the same page they're not gonna agree he's going somewhere else and i mean i guess we're all hearing we're never gonna be on the inside but and we're all hearing rumors and things like that but i feel like that caused some of an issue in there Mm -hmm. and maybe like their relationship kind of got strained so i feel like that's the only bad part about that but i feel like it's a good contract for the amount of money he's getting paid. But like she said, like Maddie said, he is kind of up there in age. So I'm curious to see how long he's going to actually be able to play for. And like, if he's going to make it to the six years or if he's just going to regress and it's not going to be good for them. I think my take with the DJ situation is the fact that he's obviously one of the best pure contact hitters in baseball. And honestly, he was before that with the Rockies because he would hit like 320. And even though his OPS wasn't high, he would still be a guy you can rely on for a 320 average at the top of that lineup. And you also have to mention the fact that there's obviously the short portion right here so in right field. So DJ can just 
nudge ball over the right field, over over the you know short right field fence in Yankee Stadium, obviously. And I don't, for some reason, I don't think people account for that when they're saying, "Hey, he's had a he's had a fluke last two seasons." I do not think it's a fluke. I think. No, he's not gonna have a thousand OPS again, but I still think he's still a guy who you can rely on for like a nine thirty, nine forty OPS, like probably rounds twenty homers per year per year, I say because it's not hard to hit a homer in right field the Yankee Stadium, not at all. At least that's what I think. Oh, and I remember seeing something, it was like, Hey, one of the other teams DJ that inquired DJ was the Braves, and I was just kind of shocked at first because it was like just imagine DJ on the Braves with that. Uh, yeah. yeah. God. I don't like, remember hearing that. But no, like, it was it, like, it was in the same article where they they mentioned about DJ not wanting to talk to Yankees anymore and inquiring with other teams. But I don't know. Because I remember seeing the offers for LeMahieu. Like the Yankees had that 690. The Dodgers offered nice. four years 60. And uh, nice. Um, the Dodgers offered four years sixty, and the Blue Jays offered four years seventy-eight. And it's like I, the Dodgers offered him such minuscule money; they offered him yes. absolutely nothing. They they're almost paying Tommy Canley more than they would pay him. And I was thinking, like, is that seriously how low they value him, or is that just an exercise to make the Yankees pay more, like the Blue Jays did when they offered Cole three hundred twelve million last year? Like, or is it just a ploy to make the Yankees spell all their money? Or did the Dodgers really think they were competitive in offering DJ four years, 60 million? I think I can speak for everyone here when you can say that I would not have liked to see DJ on the Dodgers at all. Because it's just like, oh, great. The rich get richer. Fantastic. Lovely. And it's just. God. Coming from a Braves fan. I think, especially. So I think. Speak. Um, oh, really I quick. Can I, I just um, can yeah, I just throw out right. here that DJ LeMahieu is in fact a Cubs legend. That's all I had. To he, is? He, he is. He is a is. Cubs legend. He's a Cubs legend. He's up there with whole Jorge Soler. He, in terms of. Aww, I love Jorge Soler. I I talk I talk a lot <laughs> about it on the Yankees pod already, so I'm not going to talk that much, but. Um. I think at the end of the day, he just wanted to be Yankee. Um, you saw he if he really wanted a higher AAV, he would have went to the Blue Jays. But he wanted the ninety million, you know, obviously, and he wanted the longer term deal to have peace. He wanted he cared more about the years, uh, more than about the money at the end of the day. And the Yankees gave him the years. Um, you know, for the casual Yankee fans out there, are that you are very happy. I mean, he was mm-hmm. injured at one point during the twenty twenty season, and you know, some people were as quoted as saying. This is the worst thing they had ever seen in their life. Um, so I mean, we need it. We need him. We need him back, and um, he's he's back. So, so Yanks. Yeah, that great. Yeah. So the the thing is, like with DJ, DJ just seems like a prestigious player. He's a Yankees guy. You know, I saw a tweet saying like. I wonder, give me an over and under under how many words are spoken between him, Chad Green, and who's who's the other stoic guy on the Yankees? It's flipping Kluber. my mind at the moment. Corey Kluber. Uh, yeah, yeah. Him, him Kluber, which Shout we're going to talk about. For that tweet. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Tanaka, I think that was. Um, yeah, between him, Kluber, and Green, 
must be the over and under two words spoken. I'll take, yeah, I'm definitely taking the under there, just staring into each other. It's an exciting clubhouse. The loss of Tommy Canley just hurts from a clubhouse perspective, though. For sure. Have you guys seen that video of like of spring training mic'd up of Tom Tommy Canley? And it's Britain. him and Britain. Him and Britain were like buddies, man. That was fun to watch. Like them just beating up on each other, you know. Of course, he went to the Dodgers, man. Of course, he went to the Dodgers, man. Of course, of course. It's the rich. It's the rich. It's the rich getting richer. It's like whatever, but you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I think the Yankee fans are more excited about the next move that happens. I believe it was in the same night as Kluber. the new signing. Corey Kluber is going to be Yankee. And that's just kind of bizarre because I can't imagine him without a beard. It's just... How can you not imagine him without a beard? His MLB The Show card has no beard. Like, half full of photos of him that exist or him with no beard. I would just like to announce that my record on the show is now two and nine. Hey, better than one and seven. Better than one and seven. It's it's an improvement. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, what do we think about this movie? Yeah, what do we think about this movie in general? Low risk. You know, I I was advocating for you know the Angels to take a flyer on Kluber or even Toronto. (laughs) You know. It's it's a move that, you know, for the right price, you know, in a one-year prove-it deal, it'll work. But, you know, generally, nothing against the Yankees, but generally one-year prove-it deals don't generally work in, with the Yankees. I don't know why this is, but generally they get rocked. But, you know, I'm all for hoping that, you know, Corey Kluber starts his resurgence tour and then gets a large contract with somebody else or maybe even to stay in New York. But, you know, Kluber doesn't really seem like a... Yankees guy to me it could be another Sonny Gray situation or it could be kind of where he flourishes but you know you never know oh I don't think Yankee fans want to be reminded of Sonny Gray he what is it called real quick about the beard thing you worried about Corey Kluber without a beard nothing will be worse than seeing uh, Andrew McCutcheon without a beard that yeah was, that was bad. that was just depressing for baseball man even Paxton without a beard Paxton <laughs> Paxton without a beard Looks like so. I still can't get used to it. Every big pit, every pitcher that seems that goes to Yankees seems like they get a little bit worse, except for I guess Garrett Cole. But it was with Paxton, Sonny Gray, and well, I guess Tanaka didn't get worse once he came over from Japan, I believe. Paxton, are you guys, you guys just got hurt? Paxton just got hurt. For, are you guys forgetting that Kluber didn't have a beard last year? Yeah, exactly. He didn't have one with the Rangers. But for that one inning he pitched. (laughs) Well, it's not like I remember him pitching because he pitched one like one game and like No, I mean uh, No, not one game. I literally had to look it up. I literally had to look it up. He pitched he pitched one inning, not one game, he pitched one inning. One inning. I had to look it up, but no, he he was shaved last year. So it's like I honestly didn't want to succeed with him. He's just going to be able to see that. <laughs> it's, it's like the Yankees coach. You know, every pitcher that's gone there. I'm interested to see if they'll go, if the Yankees will go after another starting pitcher 
but maybe though maybe a Luis Castillo because uh, word, word. <laughs> well Jeff Hassan shut down those rumors a little bit earlier. Whoever Hassan is probably whoever, my favorite reporter on Twitter. He roasts he everybody and he doesn't care about it. Jeff, What's I been up with the Hassan. inaccuracy? Hassan has a hundred percent been like one of my favorite reporters. He's so funny. And he just like, yeah. he doesn't care. Like he'll go guys... all in for it. He'll just tell the truth. I don't know if you Jeff... guys follow Mel, but she had sent a tweet about Emilio to Jeff and it was about getting a hat. And Jeff said, Tell that cheap shit to buy a fucking hat. It was just so funny. <laughs> I love Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Listen, poor poor Emilio, man. He just gets roasted by Jeff Hassan every time he speaks. And yeah. But going back to Yankee news, I think this move for Kluber, he's not going to return back to his old all-star form, obviously. No one should expect that. But maybe he'll be like a 3.2, 3.3 ERA guy who you can rely on for solid and dependable innings in the postseason, which is honestly what the Yankees desperately need. Yeah. The Yankees have hundred percent needed that. Corey Kluber and postseason in the same sentence. Did you? Uh, listen, uh, right? We listen. Just, we just I don't, I don't blame Kluber. I don't blame Kluber for what happened in sixteen. He pitching a pitcher in games one, four, and seven is bound to blow up in your face. Oh yeah, that's very risky to do. And I mean, well, Joe Madden almost cost the Cubs that game with uh, Joe Madden. Yeah. Joe Madden. I'll let Maddie speak because I know she's probably got tons of Joe Madden slander. Don't get me started on Joe Madden, okay? Um, you know, obviously, very thankful for the man. He did win us World Series after all, but at the end of the day, he also almost lost us the very same World Series with the way he overused Chapman. Also, pulled Kyle Hendricks way too early in Game Seven. Um, before the game, he actually said. No, I'm not going to just throw John Lester into a dirty inning. John Lester will start an inning by himself. He's not going to come in and pick up like a, some kind of mess. That's exact. That's exactly what he did. He brought John Lester in. Um, and he had score off Lester, and then the game just ends up becoming what we thought it was or what well, we thought it to be. Well, Indians didn't necessarily score off Lester. It was more of David Ross having some. 40 years old moments. In, Some in technical difficulties spot. behind the plate. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that too, obviously. But he's kind of glitching out. He almost got Anthony killed. He almost got Anthony Rizzo killed, and then he rolled his ankle and let two runs in. Uh, well, you know. But hey, Ben Zobris. Ben Zobris does not get enough respect for that, you know, performance that he put on. Yeah, I know I know he's gotten tons of accolades for it, but, you know, a Maryland baseball community, Ben Zobris. Does not it's get a club respect. Legend. He's a, he's a guys. Club you legend. know who? You know who? Um, doesn't get enough respect for Game Seven. Miguel Montero literally gets paid dust for Game Seven. Okay, Miguel. Montero, okay, but Miguel Montero did say some things. That's like that's not my point. That's not my point. Miguel Montero did end up driving in the game-winning run. That's very. And then he hit that grand slam before that, right? In one of the other games against game was it against Dallas? Yes, he hit the grand slam against the Dodgers in the NLCS. But 
No, Zobrist only drove in one run in Game 7 in the 10th. Are we seriously saying RBI? No, that's not even what I'm saying. I'm just, that's not even my point. (laughs) My point is that Miguel Montero was the game, had the game-winning hit, and he just always gets ignored for it, and it's really weird. And you always see the Zobrist highlights of him. Wait, Demers, Demers, did you? Oh, my bad. You got it, Connor. You never, you never see like clips of that game-winning run, like ever. He barely even got credit for it. I never see it around. Exactly. Real quick, I don't. Demers. I actually hate Montero, but I'm just saying he deserves oh. some respect for that. I don't like Demers. him. A... Yeah. Did you just, did you just ask her if she used RBI as a legitimate stat, bro? That's literally <laughs> no. what the situation is. That's literally what. Uh, yeah, is. it's he true. Literally drove in <laughs> That's literally an RBI. Like, he literally has RBI in this situation. I confuse myself, okay? I, I, I just listen, uh, uh, listen. I will embrace the L that I just took. I will embrace it. Tremendous L. Very big L. Guess, guess, I mean, we need, we do need someone new to take the L's around here. So, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah, but the biggest Miguel Montero thing is that uh, <laughs> Montero is after we spoke bad about Arias wind up taking too long. I think he got DFA'd. The next day, and then got traded to here <laughs> because all the players that badmouth others get traded to Toronto. Oh my because god! Because going to Canada is the punishment. <laughs> what I think is funny is um, the fact that the Cubs were so quick to act on Montero's BS, but they kept Addison Russell for a long time. Oh yeah, they got yeah. yeah. rid of him like. Recently, right? Yeah, they um reeks. Didn't, reeks. they didn't tender Russell last off season, but wow. it was much longer yeah. than they needed to have him. So yeah, that's that a way too long to have. And him. And, 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 and Matt a... Chapman still, or I think that's his name. Yeah, he still plays. So you know, do you mean a role as Chapman? Yes, Matt, yes. I, think Matt <laughs> yes. I did not mean really Matt Chapman. I'm so sorry. Matt is a really Don't worry, guy. listeners. Matt Chapman is innocent. Oh it so is sorry. all right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I meant <laughs> not the player on the A's. The player on the on the Yankees. Listen, Carabas is Carabas Chapman slander is the greatest thing ever. Whenever he whenever he blows his save, it's. An abuser, a man who shot a gun at a woman, blows it in the ninth. And it's just, it's so glorious because you can see how much he really just has a disdain for a world of Chapman. And everyone else does, by the way. I, I still can't believe I just called him Matt Chapman. Oh my God, I feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Chapman is completely innocent. He's a sweetheart. Oh. I did not but mean him. Another thing I don't get is how the Astros willingly traded for Roberto Osuna, like they when tra- he was traded, and they, they gave got us a downgrade. Yeah, exactly. And got a huge downgrade. Giles was amazing for us in that period of time, and they willingly took on a convicted domestic abuser as the um, trial was going on. Giles Giles abused himself. He punched himself in the face after Gary Sanchez oh. gave him the rerun. Over. Oh, I remember he seeing gave that. Homer to Gary Sanchez and a Yankee after he gave him that regular season. Giles- I felt so bad for Giles after that. Like, you could just see the anger just boiling up in him, and then you know that that made like highlight reels for so long. Like imagine his I love that family. Gary. Like oh look, and Ken's on TV. Punches <laughs> himself in the face. Oh wait, he's punching himself in the face. I think I think the thing with uh, 
I'm sorry about Addison Russell is that he didn't get non-tendered because of Demex's domestic abuse situation. He, he got non-tendered because he was he bad. Bro, he went to Korean and sucked this year. That's the part no, that's the point. saddest. No, here's my point. He sucked even before he got non-tendered. Like, he has been bad for a long time. And the Cubs still didn't do anything. Like, even before the domestic violence stuff came out, he wasn't getting non-tendered. Like, he was still on the effing team. And then it was like, oh. Ash like, Russell has been hitting his lady. That's not I good. Like, We're going like to throw him out on the field. We're going to put him out there still. Like, what? Oh, he's been hitting your lady? Oh, I feel like, wait, I feel we'll like, I feel like people field, just man. gave him a pass because he had those, like, two big home runs during the postseason. Like, that's not how it works. Like, worst part was runs, you don't get a pass. Worst part was the slap on the wrist. It's like, oh, six games suspension. Here you go. You, you oh, beat up. MLB, MLB oh, loves to get slaps on the wrist, though. MLB loves to get slaps on the wrist. He, he did not deserve the All Star appearance in 2016, in my opinion. I, I I'm not up to an All Star appearance. It's, it's because yeah, because yeah, Cubs fans voted in a lot of people that year. Bro, they have the, the infield, Royal like Royals fans. Royals fans did the same thing in 2015 with their whole like. Like, you know, I think, yeah. bro, they had the whole thing. I'll see this, Trout. I'll, I'll see yeah, this and, Escobar. And the Blue Jays fans got Smoke in at first base. Like, listen, Smoke was having a, an amazing year. But still, when Justin Smoke is your AL starting first baseman, your AL it's, all-star it's starter, that that's a rough year. For Brewers the legend American Justin League. Smoke. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so Cubs fans voted Zobrist, Russell, Fowler. Bryant and Rizzo onto the All Star team, and then um, Arietta and Lester were thanks for the pitching staff. But oh, one worse, Michael Saunders. How did Blue Jays fans get Michael Saunders into the All Star game? Is like he out of the league to... now? He, of course, he's out of the league. He's terrible. Like how? How? <laughs> he's one it's of the most like, terrible. He's so like average. Ryan Healy or Jed Jerko into the All Star game. You know, for exactly. being the best hitter on their Brewers this year, when like, Jed Jerko yeah. could get it if I don't know if I know you guys aren't familiar with Tim Hortons, but he's like a Tim Hortons grilled cheese. He's so average, he's painfully average that I, I don't know how it gets any recognition whatsoever. He like the only stat he had going for him was that I think he had like seven. I think he had I think he had twenty four home runs that year, and I think eighteen of them were before, from before the break. Like, there was another case with that where we had, like, Yang Hervis Salarte, who hit, like, 19 home runs the entire season. 18 of them before the... Yankees legend, Yang Hervis Salarte. 18 of them were from before the break. He hit one home run the whole second half. (laughs) Jed Jerko Jerko could have been... If they had the All-Star game this year, like, or just named All-Star in general, since every team needs... Guaranteed one also, it would have been Jed, it probably would have been Jed Jerko. No, it would have been Devin oh, Williams. 100%. Oh, 100%. Oh, Devin Williams. Oh, yeah, Devin, oh, yeah, Devin Williams. Forgot about him. Yep. Or, 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 or seriously forget about Devin? Yeah, for the one king? second. The king? The king? Okay, you, you offensively, offensively, Jed would have been it. But, I mean, he wasn't even, a, he wasn't very good at first base. I mean, in the wild card game, we literally had a situation where Luis Urias threw the ball and it hopped. 
and Jed couldn't even pick it up. Like he couldn't pick it. And it's it was very stressful. It was like the time when Trent Grisham misfielded the ball in the Ooh, 2019 wildcard game. That's that's a, that's a little bit uh less of a thing of a problem. Okay. However, that. however, if he picked it yes. off, they would have gotten out of the inning and then um Brandon Woodruff wouldn't have gotten ejected. He would have gotten out of the inning and it probably would have been better. So Listen, Woodruff only got ejected, only got ejected because he knew he was getting taken out, so he just yeah. decided, "Yeah, I'm just gonna get thrown this out is, anyway." This is becoming the Brandon Woodruff podcast. Listen, so, like, let the kids so talk. Underrated, so let weird. the kids talk about Brandon Woodruff. Should just if be this the is title. the only time that he's gonna get talked about, <laughs> <laughs> we might as well do it now. When a wait, when a regular season, when a regular season. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. I was just going to say I had Addison Russell's fan pulled up because I was like, how bad was he really? Because, I mean, obviously I know he was bad, but I want to like see his numbers. He has never, he, in Major League Baseball, he never had a season above a 100 with WRC+. plus. Yeah, he, obviously he was like the only yes. appeal that he had. Dansby Swanson better. Dansby Swanson was better, yeah. And, yes. um, to the Not leader, exactly the highest bar. But he's like, better. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Watch it. You, <laughs> chill. Listen, I will go to war for Dancy Swanson. <laughs> uh, Not a lot no. of players. I'll, I'll go to war for Fletcher, Mountcastle, and Pearson. Those are the only three players I'm willing to go to war with. All right. Once I, what? Once I guess who I would go to war for, let's take uh, Kyle Hendricks. <laughs> Kyle Kendricks. Dub. Massive dub. Kyle Kendricks. Yeah, that's... Alright, so, with that out of the way, obviously, our Yankee fan... Our Yan- well, actually, our lone Yankee fan here is pretty excited, but... Uh, yeah. And <laughs> our next segment is gonna be... Well, Bob Nightingale tweeted out that the extra inning rule, and uh, yeah, seven inning doubleheaders rule went back in 2021. And I was thinking, what rules would you like to see stay in 2021 or possibly implemented into 2021? Can I, um, I can want... I just say? Oh, sorry. Matt, no, you can go, Matt. Okay, um, I would like the universal DH. Word. In 2021. Um, I feel like this is kind of a hot take. I don't mind the seven-inning doubleheaders, um, especially since obviously COVID isn't going away. So I think that the seven inning doubleheaders are going to be another big thing that could help this upcoming season. So that's how I seven think about it. I hate I hate the runner on second rule in extra innings. I hate it. That is yeah. the worst I, rule possible. I, I, yes. I pretty much I pretty much mirror what Matt, everything that I just said. I hate that the second the second runner on second rule. That sucks. It reeks. Please get rid of it. Never have it ever again after 2021. Hopefully, that's an only 2021 thing. The so... seven eight double headers have to, they have like for this year at least, that almost has to happen because, like, it's gonna, there's gonna be outbreak vaccine or not, there's gonna be an outbreak. And, like, what are you gonna have, like, in the last two weeks, a team play like eight, nine inning double headers? Like, it's that's not really fair. Like, you can't really have that. DH has to come back. They're still discussing that. Um, the stupid three batter minimum, I hate that too. Please get rid of that. It reeks. Okay, well. I actually and like last three batter minimum. The expanded expanded playoffs. I'm I'm fine with expanded playoffs. But Ooh, the I like the I like teams. expanded I like expanded playoffs. 
they're not bad. More baseball, more baseball. That's what that's that's my view on it. Expanded there playoffs won't... equals more baseball. There won't be a losing team this time either. Like the chances are very low. Like that in a one sixty one or two game season that a losing team would make it in. Like like the Astros. I highly doubt it. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think remember, like a seven inning rule should say pandemic or not for double headers. Because that's no. yeah, that's my view. I feel like it should. I feel like it should stay for right now during COVID. But other like regular, like when there's not COVID, if we ever get out of it, I feel like a seven inning doubleheader is like a little too like lax. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. I get, I get what you mean. And if we ever get out of there, right? Wear your damn mask, folks. But, yes. Uh, yeah. Please. Yes, sir. I need. I need to go to live baseball games soon. If I don't, I might actually like combust. My hot. Take. I need to see. I need to see Tanner work get lit up in front of my eyes. Yes, by the New York Yankees. By the New York Yankees, great. My hot take is that I actually do like the runner on second rule. If, if. They bring back the listen, listen, listen. If they bring back the universal DH, however, if they don't bring back the universal DH, then I don't like the run on second role. And I like that because I feel like it's not really baseball. Like if they're gonna use the whole, it's it's not baseball if the AL has the DH and the NL doesn't, and then play the whole runner on second thing. I feel like that's hypocritical and like contradictory. However, I liked it one because the Brewers would always win. Uh, off of it and I feel like it actually did make everything kind of go faster and was a little bit more like serious it's not the best and I I like it during COVID but I think it should only be used during COVID like I don't want it to stay ever I never want it to stay but I'm fine with it coming back if all of the other rules come back I I think I think that all like all those rules, COVID, COVID-wise, yes, because there's probably gonna. I wouldn't doubt it if there's gonna be another shortened season this year. But universal DH should be a permanent thing, in my opinion. Like it works so well during this COVID year and everything. But the double headers and the seven innings, like yeah, those can stay during COVID. But without that, like when there's no COVID, I I think it shouldn't be even be a thing. Agreed. Like it works during this time with shortened seasons, but if there's going to be 162 game seasons, like I don't think it'll work. Uh, I think personally, it. I just with the runner of second rule, you can't do that in the postseason though, and that's the one thing I'm glad happened. They didn't have the runner of second rule for extra innings happen in the postseason, and. Well, if they would have done it, it would have been an interesting situation because the first playoff game between the Reds and Braves went 13 innings. And, yeah, it's a rule you can have in your regular season, I think, but just do not have it in a play- in the playoffs at all, in my opinion. I don't can't ever do that. I don't yeah, think they uh, and real quick, I just want to say something about the expanded playoffs. Like I said earlier, sixteen might be a little bit too much. I kind of like the NFL has the fourteen team thing. The only problem with that is that like the number one seed, although they do get an advantage by getting a buy, that might be a little bit too much of an advantage. Like imagine having to sit for like five days, and like if you're like rolling at the end of the season, you kind of lose a lot of momentum. It's like 
it's an advantage, but at the same time, it might be a disadvantage. I mean, depending on who you speak to, like, you might feel differently about it. Either that or um, the um, the previous NFL format with the 12 teams where the the top two seeds in each league got to buy. I mean, like, a lot of it could be, like, fixed. Like, I like the idea of, like, reseeding after each round because, like, it ensures that the top seed gets the best possible advantage. They get to play the lowest seed remaining. So, I mean, I, like, I think there's a lot of things MLB could take from the NFL in that aspect in terms of the postseason. But I don't really want, like, I think they reap the benefits of expanded postseason this from this year. Um, I mean, if they go back to 10, they go back to 10, but I'd rather see expanded. But 16 might be a little bit too much. Can we just yeah. agree that um, there is no playoff worse than the college football playoff? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, listen, no, listen, the the college I am perfectly fine with it because Alabama won. But oh, that's besides listen, I see no problems. No business being in the playoff. And I'm am I still mad? Yes. And like it's literally my team. I know <laughs> Notre Dame. They don't deserve it. <laughs> they Notre never Dame deserve 100%. it. The thing was, ex- all Notre Dame does is get exposed, and it's really embarrassing for me to have to go to school. After the game, and be Woof. like, "Sorry, guys." The thing was, is that I think it was just sorry to get off topic from baseball for a second, but it's just Alabama was just so much better than every other team in college football that year. That expanded, expanding college football playoff wouldn't have mattered because it would have been the same results in the end. So that's my take, at least. I feel, but yeah, Alabama universal D eight power. Well, yeah. Well, Universal DH, though, it needs to come back. Well, from my personal view, boy, because I'm a Brace fan, and I need Marcelo Zuna back. And it will probably be much quicker or much easier to resign him if the Universal DH rule comes back. Because I don't want to see Marcelo Zuna move like a penguin in left field for nine innings again. I swear to God, well, dude. It's like... Well, do you imagine I do what agree it would bring about the Universal DH? But I honestly do not believe that the Braves are going to bring back Marcelo Zuna. With all the with all the talks going on with him hitting free agency, they they haven't offered what he's wanted. And even if the Universal DH did come back, and everyone knows there's been talks of it, so everyone's been looking for that Universal DH. And so teams have offered Marcelo Zuna his contract that he's wanted and Braves haven't reached what he wants. So the Braves Universal DH or not Braves aren't going to bring back Marcelo Zuna. The Braves are allergic to long-term commitments. They didn't do it with Donaldson last year which in hindsight wasn't a bad thing. I believe the longest contract they've offered was to God, Will Smith. Hey, a three-year contract. Will Smith. God. Can, I, can I just say how atrocious it is that, like, this hasn't even, can't even be decided, like... It's unbelievable. Braves and Ozuna, like, no, I'm saying, like, in terms of MLB, like, how are you going to go a whole offseason without telling your teams, like, the rules, like, basically, like, how, It affects so much. How are you waiting, yeah, how are you waiting this long to tell them if there's an NLDH? Imagine you go into February and it's a week before pitchers and catchers report and you're like, okay, DH... Like what? Like, like you, how does that make any you sense? Can't you can't do that? If there was, if you're gonna announce that there's gonna be universal DH this year, you have to announce it like this month because spring training is in two months. A month. Yeah. Yeah, in a month. Support for the Yankee, Yankees pitchers and yeah, catchers report in one month. January. 
it's oh, unbelievable. Wow. It's like they should have announced this. No, they should have announced this the day after the World Series. Oh yeah, you can't. Day after the World Series. They should have had this figured out before the season even ended. Like word. Yeah. During Another World failure. Series, they should have been like, oh yeah, DH gonna come back. Or even another common Rob Manfred failure. We can all agree. Another common Rob Manfred failure. Common Al oh, yeah. Manfred. Um, all right. So, but love... we don't mean that. Rob, we don't mean that. Please let us come to the All-Star game. <laughs> I love, after the World Series win from the Dodgers, all the fans were booing when Rob Manfred came onto the mic. Love that. It was so amazing. Well, yeah. But moving on to our next segments, it's going to be... Who who is under the radar or like not highly thought of player? Is a guy who do we think is just gonna break out in twenty twenty one and turn into at least an all star level player? I've got a name, and his name is Dansby. No, I'm oh just my kidding, god! But yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cabrian Hayes. Cabrian Hayes. Really, really, he will be an all star this year. He'll be also this year. Okay. Calling it right I now. I can honestly agree with that. He's also going to be the NL rookie. He's going to be the NL rookie. He's going to be the NL rookie of the year, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, well. I have I one. That's... I have one. I have one. Kyle mm-hmm. Hendricks will win the Cy Young. Yeah. And which is... All right. Uh, yeah. What? I mean, well, the it, it honestly depends on how he looks. Like, I don't know. New team. What? New team, what? I don't know. It's going to take him, it might take him a little bit. That just might be my opinion, but it might take him a little bit to adjust in. But honestly, he, I think he will be a runner-up for Cy Young, but I don't think he's going to get it. Kyle Boy. Hendricks will win the Cy Young. I say it every year. It has to come true at some point. <laughs> Kyle Hendricks will win the Cy Young. come true yet. Will win the Cy Young with who? With who? Is he you gonna win it? To the... Tread lightly, my friend. Tread lightly, my friend. <laughs> God, bro. Listen, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna stay with the Cubs. They're not trading him. They're not gonna trade him anymore. So, but uh, I've got I've got a name, and I'm not sure if y'all will agree with this too much, but David Fletcher will be an All Star. He will be an All Star because yeah, I can agree number with that. one. The fans love him, and number two, it's because he's going to have like a 330 batting average and stuff like that, and everyone's going to love him for it, and he's probably going to win a batting title in the AL, and he's going to get voted in because he's a fan favorite. That's what I think. Uh, my hot take. Maybe a little biased, but I say Walker Buehler and El Cy Young this year. That's not, uh, that's not too much of a hot take. He's probably the leading favorite right now. Oh, but I have another I think... take. I have another take. Ian Anderson will be an all-star. Ian Anderson will be oh. an all-star. Put that in the bucks. Put it in the bucks. Really you can hot. guarantee it. I'm like Charles Barkley. Guarantee that Ian Anderson will be an all-star. If not, I don't know. We'll just, we'll we'll see. I'll probably put a right wager on it. What is it? I do think the Seattle Mariners, Kyle Lewis, who won the Rookie of the Year uh, this year, I think he's really going to have a breakout season. That's actually it's actually a hot take because he had a breakout year this year, and if he has another yeah. one, that's like that puts him like in elite category, like in terms I of do. like outfielders in the game. 
I do Kyle really Lewis think he's going to have a back-to-back really good year. And also, right, here's, no here's one more. Devin Williams will have an ERA under one for the whole year. That's... Ow. That's, yes, that's hot. No, 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 no. I, I am going to stick with this. I am going to stick with this. I am going all out with the hot takes. I gotta, I gotta hit one of them. I'm chucking from, I'm chucking from half court, baby. You, I've got to hit one of them. And once, and once one of them finally goes, and it's like, hey, 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 I predicted this. Look, I am a genius. Listen, I think Devin Williams is gonna establish himself as a top, as a top two reliever in baseball, and he ain't gonna be two, but uh. Because he just has Bro. some of the most ridiculous stuff I've ever seen for a catcher, and it's unhittable. It is unhittable, and like there's nothing you can do about it. It's just all right. Well, get to stepping back to the bench, and yeah, that's my take. He's gonna win. Out. I got. He's I got a better. Hot, I have a better hot take. Brewers hot take, or maybe not better, but it's 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 a it's a pretty good Brewers hot take. Considering who's in the National League in terms of starting pitchers. This might be it. You, you can take this off that. Brendan Woodruff wins the NL Cy Young this year. Ooh. I said I said Corbin. I said Corbin, but if you want, if you want to go with that, I agree. Yeah, I know Sam liked that. Yes, take anything that's positive in the Brewers' favor. I love it. Also, Corey Kluber will be top ten in NL Cy Young award voting. Yeah, yeah. Let's hot take. You said hot takes. True, 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 true. All right. Well, this isn't a hot take, but it's just us informing our opinions. Christian Yelts is going to win a Cy Young. Christian Yelts is going to win MVP. He's going to have a bounce back year. He's going to win a Cy Young. I I was about to say that. I was about to say that. Yes, Christian Yelts 2021 Cy Young winner. Hold on. Yeah, you know it, baby. That's MVP now. I agree. I agree with MVP. Actually, I actually agree. I well, he, he should have. He, he really, should have okay. been. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He had a really good. He had a really good 2019, and that was one. That was a really good year. But I honestly think that was one of his good years for a little bit. I think this year he's going to be good, but he's not going to be in the MVP race. I think he's. Wow. I think. He, I think he wins MVP because I mean, like. I don't know, like, Sam's talked about this before. She said he, all he needs is a good spring training. And, like, he he's a top – he's a top seven, six – he's a top six player in the league. So, like, I don't – I don't know. He has – he, he kind of almost has – like, I think he, he wins that. Like, Mookie Betts will be up there, obviously. Um, Freeman, Acuna, Soto, Soto. Definitely be Acuna, up baby. Oh, Soto, Soto um, is going to be up there in the MVP race, but, um, 100%. I think Yelich takes home the second. It'll be his last one, though, in my opinion, but I think he will win it. I mean, I can agree with I that agree with to an extent. I mean, stick with like the, Soto. The, Brewers, the Brewers are probably going to win. Like, like coming off our hot, hot takes, Brewers are going to have, like, a, like, they should have a good year, then, I guess. Like, they'll probably win the Central, I mean, in my opinion, but... um. We'd have a good year if they freaking got off their asses. Sorry. If they got off their butts (laughs) and started signing good people, we've always signed our, like, guys to minor league contracts. And, like, it's just bad. MLB need the salary floor. They do. They really do. They really do. Their salaries. With the Rays. 
with the Rays. The Rays are just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. I don't even know how the Rays even made it to the World Series this year with that. Salary. And they're probably going to. It's because they will not. They even, could do it again, again, honestly. They could do it again. 162 did not do it again. I feel like the Rays are at the point where it's not even like they, they don't. I mean, okay, yes, they don't really have a lot of money to spend. However, I also think that they're not wanting to spend any money. Like, if they were actively trying to go after guys and, like, get them good contracts and things like that, like, I feel like that would be different than this. Like, they had the money for Blake Snell. I really do think that they did have the money for Blake Snell. And and so, like, there's a difference between not having any money to spend on players or not wanting to spend any money on the players. And I feel like that's where the Rays are, is that they didn't want to spend any money. Their ownership is pretty Ooh. trash. Like that's literally why they might lose the team to Montreal because, like, what? that ownership group is very, very bad. Like, I they see just the need to compl- move. Complaining about it all the time. Like they oh. don't care about the players. They're consistently like trading away like franchise when? players that the fans get. So when is the last time David Price, have... James Shields, like you name it? Like I don't know. They're constantly doing this. I mean, I'm not complaining, obviously, because um, <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to see them get worse this season. But, I mean, yeah. It's I honestly think that um, the Rays did have the money and they were going to pay Snow. But after what happened in Game 6 of World Series, Snow won that trade. He demanded it. I honestly they, think that. And I, I think just he think, demanded I just that think... trade to the Padres. I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't tra- I don't think he demanded a trade. I just feel like it couldn't. He couldn't come back like the same way. Like that certainly didn't he, help. Like yeah, it didn't, it didn't help. help. At like all. he could have. Like you can't look at Kevin Cash the same way. Like and okay. come back and be like, oh, he's in a. Like you can't look at him in I the eye. I agree with that. I agree with that. But like he would sit on his stream and be like, I love Kevin Cash. Like I love the Rays. Like I don't want to be traded. He would literally sit on his stream and be like, when all the rumors got announced that he was like, oh, he is on the trade block. He was like. Y'all can hear whatever you want to hear, but I really don't think I'm going anywhere. I don't want to go anywhere. I love Tampa, blah, 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 blah. And, like, I don't think he would really sit there and say all that if he didn't like Kevin, if he didn't want to be in Tampa, all that. Like, because he can, he could have just been, I don't want to talk about it, you know? But he was like, I we love Tampa. Yeah. yeah and know. so, like. Oh, yeah. Blake Snow is 100%. Unfiltered. I feel like he wanted to stay. I really do. Exactly. I feel like he wanted to stay. And he had a customized back. house in Tampa Bay. Yeah, he did with like his pool and everything. That's crazy. Back to the back to the thing about how the race could have paid him. I just think in general, like that's why we say the salary floor thing. Because like, bro, these owners are billion dollar, like million dollar owners. Like they're out here saying they can't play players like COVID, like not COVID or not COVID. Like, please stop the cap. Like New York Yankees, like I I know they just re-signed Diesel Mayhew and they got Corey Kluber, but like when I'm hearing things about like the luxury tax from any team it's like dude why are you complaining about a luxury tax i realize that money gets distributed among all the other like remaining teams and you don't want money going to like your your teams you're contending against because then they could use that money to get players to beat you yeah and maybe beat you up in the end but in the, the day like you bought the team for the re- for a reason you can't just buy a major league baseball franchise and then not put money back into it and invest in players like, then what'd you buy the team for? Why are you an owner? Like, the goal is to win. You're not here to just pocket the money, sit around and just say you own a major league baseball team and just, you know, say, like, just have money in your bank account for, like, absolutely no reason. Like, if you have a team, use that money that you made from that team and put it and reinvest it. Like, 
get players to make a team be like, I hate when owners do this. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's very bad thing that's going on. And I think they should implement a salary floor so that the Rays will purpose will not purposely not pay their players because I don't think they've ever signed anybody to like a long term extension. I can't like there's not a player that pops up in my head and is like, oh, they gave him a long term extension. Because it seems like all the guys they've acquired have been by trade. Uh uh, I think they got oh they got a Rosarina by trade. They got yeah, but or you know obviously by just developing them because they they've got some built different scouts in Tampa Bay with how they're able to just elevate players' games. Like, well, I know Austin Meadows Austin Meadows is bad this year, but in 2019 he was ridiculously good. Obviously, Glass now broke out broke out as a great pitcher this year, and then there's obviously Randy Rosarena turning into Brave Babe Ruth in the postseason, and I feel like they could have so much. They could really bring excitement to Tampa Bay if they don't freaking trade all their marketable players. Man, I remember Manny saying this a couple episodes ago. It's just that. You can't trade guy. You can't like trade all the guys who've like been there with Rays. Like Blake Blake Snell, you know him for being a Ray, and that's just my opinion on the situation. Yeah. So, do we have uh, any other players who we think are going to break out this year, or should we move on to the next segment? I I don't think he's going to break out. I think he's going to regress. But I think Randy Rosarena, after that huge breakout in the postseason, he's going to fall out. Word. I like that. I like the sound of that. Oh, God. Yeah. I like so, our next segment is going to be a bittersweet segment. It's we're going to name our favorite baseball memory ever and our least favorite baseball memory ever. So, uh, I'm going to give the first the first honors to Mr. Nick Rosado. Tell us your favorite baseball memory and your least favorite baseball memory. Well, I'll start with least favorite. Um, that's pretty obvious. This was God. I I can't even describe how bad this was. This is family tragedy. Family tragedy the same day. Um, that was just a horrible week for me in general. Um, yeah, Altuve homer. That was the absolute worst memory of my life in terms of watching baseball. That was demoralizing. I sat at the screen like I sat sitting in my. Like my living room alone, just watching the screen for like five minutes, just staring at them, celebrate like very angry. Like you don't understand how angry I was. Like that was the worst. We have a pain episode coming up with the Yankee special, so be on the lookout for that. But in terms of my favorite um Yankee memory, um easily Derek Jeter's final game Yankee Stadium when he had the walk off hit to end his career at Yankee Stadium. That was easily my favorite memory. Like Jeter's my idol. I literally wore number two and like. Youth leagues and travel baseball throughout the years, like because of him, I really cried. Like when it happened, like I was laughing, like I was laughing so hard that I could turn into like crying. Like when it happened, like, <laughs> that was that. Like we even we had a three three run lead going into the ninth, and David Robertson blew it. He gave up two home runs that inning, and it's like you look at who's coming up in the ninth, and then it's like Jeter's coming up, and it's. You're like, all right, so makes so much. It makes too much sense for it not to happen. It happened, and 
that was easily my favorite moment. I mean, the close second was another Jeter moment. Um, he went and got looked through the Hall of Fame. That was a great day. Although that one voter didn't vote for him, you better hope I Whoa, find out who you are. It's Whoa, because yeah. he reeked at defense. That's why. Put the, put the <laughs> weapons down. You better <laughs> hope I don't find out who you are to that voter. It um, was me. It was me. Great. Right? Can't confirm. Right. I think, well, Maddie, you've got to go next with your favorite and least favorite baseball memory. Sheesh. Um, okay, so obviously my favorite baseball memory is when the Cubs won the World Series. Um, another favorite, the pennant clinching game in 2016. Kyle Hendricks was like magic. That was really special to watch. Um, the David Bodie Grand Slam is up there on my list against the Nationals, the walk-off slam. That was a really good call, also, um, on ESPN. Yeah, Matt Very, Yes, Matty V had a really good call that game. So, very memorable. It was crazy watching that happen, because at that point, you're just, like, kind of accepting that the Cubs are about to lose, and um, obviously they did not. I, like, jumped <laughs> off my bed. I was like, no way. So those are those are a couple of my favorite baseball moments. Um, another one is my first game at Wrigley. The Cubs beat the Brewers fourteen to seven in twenty eleven. That was really football awesome score. to watch. That's when um, I know that's when Prince Fielder gave me a high five before the game, and that was. Oh, I love Prince. I love Prince Fielder. I love he was Fielder. awesome. He's so. I love Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder was amazing. Um, least favorite baseball moments. As a Cubs fan, there's there's many throughout the years um the ones i've personally experienced and i'm not like it's hard to like pick specific ones because i've seen a lot of like really bad cubs baseball like just throughout <laughs> the years um getting swept by the mets in 2015 was not Ooh. good um Ooh. the mets when, jesus christ yeah when the That's curse when the curse was still in effect i guess yeah completely Falling apart in 2018, and so um, losing the like tiebreaker game, and then losing the wild card game that year. Was really wild card awesome. game was just another great game. It was just a great game, but obviously it was it didn't result in a good result for our Cubs fans. But it was just a yep. great baseball game. Yes, and 100 it was. Yeah. So Connor, um, what's your? Oh, sorry, Maddie. No, you're fine. I'm done. I'm done. All right, uh, Connor. What is your oh, favorite man. and least favorite baseball memory? As a Dodger fan, there's been a lot recently. Um, oh God, yeah. Ooh. So obviously, one of my like my favorite all time was being able to witness the 2020 World Series. Um, just being yeah, able to watch that whole thing. Sorry, Elijah. Yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know. Um, also, one of my favorites was that game seven win in the NLCS. That just like, oh my lord, was, <laughs> oh my lord, you serious? On, you serious? On, you you, you just had to, you just had to bring that up. <laughs> um, also, uh, I'd say the pre the Puig three run homer against the uh, Red Sox. Watching that was great, and the call on that was amazing and sweeping the Padres in the DS yeah sweeping the Padres in the DS this year and least favorites there's a lot 
Uh, obviously, the Astros loss. That's a huge one. By the way, um, that wasn't obviously the Astros cheated, and that was a big reason why we lost. But another reason why we lost, we weren't 100% that whole entire series. We had multiple home games, and we just couldn't win them. So that that was that was also our fault. That that really stung. Yeah. Obviously, so the Red Sox loss and uh, man. What happened in 2019? Right, it's Game Five. That has to be <sighs> up there. <laughs> Elijah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for so much. I'm sorry for bringing up the trauma of winning a 2020 World Series. Yeah, I'm sorry for that. Um, yeah, the Nationals loss was big. That yeah, was like right. it doesn't matter because now we were World Series. Yeah, but we were we were playing great baseball that year. To, to that. Uh, it's so. Dave Roberts, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. Dave Roberts is at the postseason savers. But next, Sam, tell us your favorite baseball moment and your least favorite baseball moments. Oh, my. I should probably start with the least because there's a lot. um, A lot of sad, sad moments. Um, I would guess I would have to say Game 7 of the NLDS and Chris yes sorry thank you (laughs) um when Chris Taylor caught the ball um that was that was a really rough one and then another one would probably be when Trent Grisham misfielded the ball and Josh Hader gave up some pretty bad hits in the 2019 NL wild card and then also this year's wild card sucked when Brent Suter walked like the first three batters, which sucked because he's a great pitcher and he was just not on his game. Um, and then obviously there's just so many like small, like just regular season games that just don't go our way and we just don't do the right things. And that really sucks to watch and, and is bad. But my favorite games would probably be in the 2019 regular season when Tyler Saladino hit two grand slams in two games like they were back-to-back games and it was just like he won off the first grand slam and then it was just awesome to hear Bob Euchre's call and Brian Anderson call because it was so passionate and it was probably my favorite yes it was my favorite baseball moment, and it's just so awesome to hear the passion in their voices and to see Tyler, who was he was a pretty small guy, and I think he's actually overseas now, so he doesn't even play in MLB anymore, I don't think. But um, it was pretty awesome. And then another game of mine that was probably my favorite. I was about, I think it was in, like, 2012. I was in Tampa, and I think it was 2012. I don't know yet. I was in Tampa, and this was before they had the screens that went over the dugout. So there was no, like, so you could lean over the dugout and, like, you could get balls rolled to you and everything like that. And I was in Tampa, and Ryan Braun, Jonathan Lucroy, and one of the other guys, I don't remember fully what that team was that year, they all rolled baseballs to me over the, over the top of the dugout. 
And I thought that was just awesome. Like I have a ball from Lucroy and Braun and that's just a really, cause those were my two favorite players at the time. So that was probably my favorite game. All right. It's my turn. I've been dreading this. So my favorite baseball moments, well, there's a bunch obviously. But uh, one is the Brian McCann walk-off against the Phillies in 2019. That was just a crazy game in general because it was so nice to just beat the Phillies when they were hyped up and and going up against us. And another one is just just the whole night. Like, after the Braves had won at the NLCS Game 4, just what I felt the pure happiness that night because I know this is a golden ruled sports and you don't say this, but I was like, oh, this series is over. This is over. The Dodgers are shot. They are shot. They are done. They are done. <laughs> and, uh, well, I can't help yeah, but laugh. Favorite moments. It's obviously the Cody Bellinger Homer and game seven of the NLCS. The trauma, the actual trauma that it brings me is unbelievable. And I've made sure to just not watch any clip from that game ever again. <laughs> and then there's obviously from that same series, the Will Smith home run in game five. Oh, that, that got was me pretty so bad. Pumped. And it was, it was off our freaking a big free agent signing. That really, that really pissed. It was me off. Will Smith against Will Smith. That really uh, pissed me off a, a ton. And well, there's obviously 2019, the trauma of ten runs in the first inning, and then the, the Yadier Molina walk off in Game Four of the NLDS. But yeah, above all else, the Cody Ballinger Game Seven NLCS homer. That was that. Oh, that boy. takes the cake. That's just lovely. Once, once. So, has everyone got that off their chest? The happy and sad favorite baseball memories. No, but that's why we're having a pain episode with the Yankees special. So <laughs> oh. that that episode's gonna go on for hours. All right. Oh my! So, wow! Damn. Today, today was a good time. Obviously. We discussed the Kluber and LeMahieu news, discussed what we want to stay and leave in 2021. Some breakout candidates, of course, and obviously our happy and sad moments. And with that, everybody, it's going to put an end to episode 19 of the Let's Get Song podcast. Obviously, a great time. This is Elijah Burks, everybody else, signing off. We'll see you guys for episode number 20. Peace. DJ back in the Bronx.